0: Hey, welcome to the games jump podcast episode 53 my name is Jason Ariola, your usual host and joining me today is John Lucero for me. I think we're gonna do some NX speculation here there's been a uh, report from Eurogamer with some credible sources and uh, I was listening to IGN's Nintendo voice chat and they talked about how they've sort of heard some of these same things too but they wouldn't run it until they I kind of got some more sources on it and apparently Eurogamer has a few more sources so it's sort of like okay this thing looks like it's actually happening this way so I thought maybe talking about what the NX might might not be would be interesting and then of course we're going to talk about what we've been playing and I have actually been playing some video games for a change and I've been playing one in particular that's just got released yesterday I believe or 2 days ago and ...just in time for the uh, Metroid's uh, 30th anniversary. So. so, Eurogamer, a few days ago, released a, I guess, report, we'll say rumor thing, whatever... ...that the NX is going to be a effectively a tablet with, like, detachable controllers on the side of it. So, think of it as, like, an iPad on its side with two Wii remotes, but thinner on these sides yeah. of it, basically. So, um, if you have an Apple TV, like, think of, like, the Apple TV, like, the newer Apple TV, like, think of the Apple TV remote, basically. Something kind of looks like that, but with, uh... It looks like on the left side there's an analog stick and then a D-pad below that, and then on the right side another analog stick with four buttons, so... Now, clearly there's going to have to be some more buttons on there if this is going to work with, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, but, you know, these are kind of artist mo- mock-ups that we've been seeing here, so... Um... Do you think this is like an interesting little thing that they're the idea so and of course this is sort of uh, where I think Nintendo is going to try to maybe break away from having a handheld and a home console and sort of combine them into one because while the 3DS is still doing fairly well it sort of does make you wonder like how much longer they can sustain both because the Wii U has been suffering for quite a while. And so I wonder if combining these two would actually kind of, I don't want to say boost their sales, but it would at least kind of negate having two markets to cater to, basically.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I have—I think I still have my 3DS somewhere. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't touched it in a while. That's and reassuring, huh? I've, you know? I've actually played my Vita more recently than I've played my 3DS. Uh, I do plan on getting one. I think I'm going to get a new one when I get Pokemon in November, because I think mm. I decided I'm finally finally—I'm going to get that it would be pretty convenient to have it all in one console and i'm i'm looking at the designs right now so i guess you have you have a tablet and that you could turn into a like a, a handheld with these controllers on the side yeah so i, I guess it would have um ipad functionality too if you, if it was to be a tablet i'm sure it would have to have some sort of internet connecti- connectivity,
0: so... Well, yeah, well, my thing is, like, I'm thinking that the, as far as, like, the tablet thing goes, it's maybe just the screen, so, say you don't have the TV handy, so you kind of use it that way, or, I guess, as, think of it as, like, the 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 second screen functionality of the Wii U, but I don't know how much of the touchscreen functionality they're going to use, because in Breath of the Wild, there is zero, like, gamepad functionality, basically. Yeah,
1: that's what I've heard. So
0: that was uh, something from Chris Kohler from Wired kind of deduced that it like that demo sort of gave a little hint as to what NX might be, because whatever they're doing for Breath of the Wild on the the Wii U, they sort of have to keep in mind for the NX version of it. So and if they're taking out the gamepad control, like the touchscreen stuff like altogether, it kind of does make you think that maybe that maybe it might not even be a touchscreen. I kind of do wonder. But at the same time, that might be killing the possibility of having like mobile ports come to it. Like if you know, since Nintendo's doing, like, Animal Crossing, Fire Emblem, and they didn't officially make it, but, you know, there's Pokemon Go on there, so it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they actually do have any sort of touchscreen functionality on it.
1: I think that would be optimal if they had... if Because that would be... I mean, that'd be three devices in one at that point, and it's... that would take the place of another device. So if they had all that functionality and all worked well, I think that would be best. Uh, best best case scenario, but it probably...
0: It'll probably just be a mostly gaming thing. Yeah, because if you remember, like, the Vita does have, um, like, Netflix and a few other things that you can do on there, but, I mean, when, hell, the 3DS has Netflix, but, I mean, you know, how often are you going to be inclined to watch Netflix on your 3DS or your Vita, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, the 3DS is more about screen quality, and,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and the Vita is just, I have a, iPad. I don't, need to, I don't need to use my Vita if I have to. If I uh, if I need to watch something. Yeah, yeah, but I'm right this, there with if you. This, if this were like an iPad, then that would be a different. That'd probably be a different story.
0: Well, see, my my thing is is like with the Wii U gamepad. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those things in person, but the screen quality on that thing is not great. And Nintendo's sort yeah. of history of not going to the top tier of technology. I. I doubt this thing would probably be even like iPad Air level screen quality. So it's like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever want to actually use it when I still have an iPad as you know for functionality.
1: Totally, it's totally fair. Yeah, Nintendo's never been on the cutting edge of really. Well, I guess uh, at least. Um, like, Fidelity, they've never been on the cutting edge of anything.
0: Yeah. Creativeness, yes. As far as, yeah, like you said, like, technology goes, eh, they've always sort of held back a little, I suppose. But it's always been more of, uh, I guess, like, keeping it entry-level as far as uh, yeah. like price goes. So the cheaper materials they use, the cheaper they can make it to sell. So, And they, they did say the NX is not going to be sold at a loss. They will be making a profit on each one. So it does give a little hope that the technology that they're packing in there is a little newer, but at the same time, you know, it's... As we've... Not just Wii, but like everyone has joked before, the Wii was literally just two Cubes duct taped together, basically, as far as horsepower goes. And it was barely yeah. even that, because the... Dolphin emulator can emulate Wii games as well as the GameCube games. So it's like, eh, how far off are we from this thing? So there's no real confirmation on this thing. This is all against kind of speculation. And, you know, he said, she said from Eurogamer, but you know, that's uh, I think it's 84 play that does like industry sources basically. So it does seem like they're going with like a physical media type thing. Um, Eurogamer has uh, cleverly put a Game Boy cartridge. That's green mocked up with a uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild logo on it. I when they say cartridges, I'm assuming that they mean a like a Vita cartridge or a three D S cartridge type thing, not a literal Game Boy cartridge, like a like physical kind of hard lumped piece of plastic with a sticker on it, basically. Nintendo's always been always been weird about what they've put their games
1: into. Like even the, back in the sixty four when they stuck with cartridges and then the GameCube with mini discs, <laughs> and uh, so it'll probably be something weird. Whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining. I don't know, though. At the same time, I do wonder, like, to keep the cost down on this, if they're going to finally ditch the or the uh, you know proprietary. I can't say that word. <laughs> Jesus, I am I'm stumbling here. Um, just a little hot in this recording room. Um, okay. <laughs> The thing where basically it's like Sony's Mini Disc or the Blu-ray, you know, basically where they own the medium or whatever. I, I wonder if yeah. they're going to finally break away from that so it's a little cheaper to produce them. This way, they're not quite having to eat as much of the cost and they can kind of pass that on to the consumer, hopefully. Because, like we said, the NX is going to be sold at a profit for them, which will be a nice change of pace for them since, you know, like the Wii U and the 3DS, I think, have been losses for quite a while well at least the 3ds i think since they did that price drop like a few months after it Mm -hmm. came out it's been a blossom basically but you know the typical 3ds owner does own enough games to kind of make up the difference i think in cost so yeah i mean myself i think i have like 25 or 30 just like actual physical games never mind all the digital shit i've purchased over the years so and plus i've bought i don't know seven eight 3ds's so who knows yeah i'm I, I, I kind of make up ground for some people, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a, I'm probably
1: about half of that when it comes to my 3DS and then half my Vita. So
0: Yeah, I mean I can a, see I can see my yeah. physical Vita stuff from here and it's maybe twelve I think I own, so it's not too much. I you know I have more digitally, but like, the 3DS stuff, I used to feel a little bit more inclined to buy physically just because I liked the cartridges and I liked the manuals. But since manuals have been kind of going away, I feel kind of less and less inclined to do so. So,
1: I buy a lot of digital stuff now, mostly. It's kind of got gotten away from physical copies of things.
0: Yeah, it might just be, like, my age group, too. Like, I still feel compelled to get, like... If it's something I really want, I want the physical thing. But if it's something, like, I was... Passive, like kind of passively curious about and it's on sale i will just pick it up digitally i don't i'm not really that big of a, like hoarder when it comes to that even though my like 2000 plus video game collection would probably say otherwise but
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> digital games have made my uh, spontaneous buying a more uh, more common thing
0: <laughs> just because it's so easy to do yeah i i've i've pulled the trigger on a lot of games and i'm just like going through my xbox 360s uh like I have a 500 gig hard drive in there and I was like going through there yesterday, trying to find something to play. And I'm like, when did I buy this? What? God, I, it's like, I didn't even remember buying some of this shit. I'm just like, I don't even know why I would have <laughs> bought this. Like I, I own Duke, or, uh, Duke Nukem forever. And I think I got it for like $5 or $7 digitally. And I'm like, why did I buy that? I'm probably never going to play that. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I was going things. through mine my- yesterday and I found the, I rem-
1: I've forgotten I bought, like, the Metro Redux collection, which was, like, both Metro games. Yeah. I've t- and i I've, I'd I've played them on 360 before that, but I have them on PS4 now, and I
0: totally forgot I did that.
1: <laughs>
0: the- <sighs> if it uh, makes you feel any better, I bought it on the PS4, and then once I've, I've kind of, like, transitioned to my Xbox One, sort of being my main console, um, just because, like, it's easier to, you know, I, we've talked about this before, with the hard drive space, because I've got two 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 terabyte hard drives hooked up to it so i have four and a half terabytes available on that yeah. so i kind of just use that as my main thing but so then i bought the uh, i bought the xbox one version for about two dollars more than what i or like two dollars a loss basically from what i sold my <laughs> ps4 version for so it's kind of it's a weird thing like seeing my xbox one collection kind of steadily growing that way and my ps4 collection really not moving much but it's I don't know it is what it is. It's not like a preference one way or the other. I like what PlayStation does a little bit better, but just storage capacity wise, the Xbox One is is kind of just a better thing for me. So, okay. But anyway, back on the NX. Um, so the other thing too, it's running on a uh, a Tegra chip, which uh, Nvidia makes, which I, I'm not really that familiar with. It seems to not really be that powerful, kind of from what I've seen, but at least, hopefully, enough that it's a bump up from the Wii U, because, I mean, the Wii U isn't a bad-looking thing when games are optimized for it. Like, Mario Kart 8 is a beautiful-looking game, but when you put up ports of, say, like, Mass Effect 3, or which one was it? Um, Arkham City, Arkham I think? City. Yeah. Arkham City. And you compare those to like, the 360 and the uh, uh, PS3, it doesn't really seem like that much of a bump up even though it was technically the A generation above them when you get right down to it, so it's a little yeah. I don't want to say worrisome, but it's a little worrisome in that sense.
1: Yeah, I, I, I want their console to be up to par, but I'm, I don't they have not they have not proven that they were willing to do that for the, for the past few generations so I'm not holding my breath.
0: Yeah, so the other thing is too now, this is kind of where I'm I'm a little, I don't want to say skeptical, but this is where the NX starts to be a little confusing. So looking at the design um, of that tablet type thing or whatever. Now I'm wondering if that is a actual, if that is the actual basically machine, sort of like a Vita would be, and then it just, I don't know if there's a dongle or whatever that it's going to beam into um, your TV or it's going to, there's going to be like an HDMI cable on a docking station, you would run it through, kind of like the uh, the Wii U gamepad. Like you put it up on that stand to charge it. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it does that. And there's also been talks that if you put it up on whatever thing to put on your TV, it gets a power boost of some sort. Well, that's kind of a like I like the idea of that. I just I don't see that as maybe actually happening because I just I don't know. It just seems like a very anti Nintendo thing to do. Basically, like they're they're. they're You know, we talked about them never really being on the cutting edge of technology in terms of, like, you know, horsepower goes. So it's just like, well, why would they have these two things? Because then that means developers are going to have to build a kind of a baseline thing for the the -the on-the-go version of it. And then they can, they're going to have to tweak it where it's like, okay, well, if it's hooked up to this, we can, you know, you can bump it up to these specs. So it kind of does make me wonder what they're doing there. And then... Like I said, that's kind of why I'm a little like, I don't think that we're going to see that. I don't I don't know if that's actually going to be a real feature or not, but, I mean, it's a nice little pie-in-the-sky thing to hope for, but I don't see it as too realistic yeah. of a wish.
1: Um, I feel like we have to find out about this thing
0: pre- within the next few months, right? It's coming out next year, so... Yeah, I mean, we're talking about seven months from now, so there's... I don't know why I kept hearing, like, September that they're going to start talking about it a little more. I mean, it's... There's hoping, because in September, it's only six months away, basically. I mean, Is that that TGS? Is is that September? You know, I think it might be. Let me see. Uh, Let's see. Yep, middle of September. Okay. So September 15th through the 18th. So maybe we'll see it, even though Nintendo's kind of never been a big uh, supporter of TGS. They've always kind of done their own thing there, and I don't even know if they were at the last TGS, so... Eh, but... Yeah, so I I'd imagine we have to see something soon, but I guess it's Nintendo's card to play and they can kind of do whatever they want with it. So, who knows, but I do like the idea of having the, you know, having the same system, you know, having the same system as far as like horsepower goes on the go, but at the same time that does kind of cripple it for the home version because you also have to th- consider the battery power of life. I mean, if you get a Vita and a Vita gets say, depending on, you know, brightness settings and everything, you know, three to five hours of gameplay. If you're running an NX like that, and, you know, you're, you've are you got something like Zelda, that thing probably, you know, if it's going to have a substantial, like, amount of horsepower, it is going to have to have a, like, really battery. heavy-duty battery, or that battery is going to last a couple of hours, basically.
1: Because Zelda looks like a huge game, at least for a Zelda game, but it's, uh... And I'm looking at I'm like looking at the the tablet and I don't know what
0: where they're going to put that that battery power at if this is the actual design. Yeah. With this mock up um I think we've described it enough but in case we have it it's a tablet and then the two controller things looks like they attach on the side of the tablet. So if you've got the uh, if you've got the uh the tablet portion of it sitting in landscape mode, you can put it you know the two controllers go on the side of it that way. So I'm wondering if maybe there's like a connector port on both sides or something like that. And that's how the controller actually like reacts with the tablet type thing or the screen, whatever you want to call it. And so maybe that leaves up a little room to add an extra batteries or whatever they need to do or a bigger battery. So because I mean, like the (laughs) iMacs or not the iMacs, but like the, the the MacBooks, like they have like these like kind of just series of batteries, like, all placed next to each other, basically, so I'm wondering if they're going to do something similar to that.
1: Uh, Yeah, the design looks like a really thin Wii U, like the like, it just like uh, like the uh, handheld part of the Wii U just a really thin version of that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and from you know, and some people have said, like, well, these this controller might feel a little chintzy if it's like that, but I'm like, I'm thinking, like, that controller might be we don't know how actually thick this. And it, of course, this is a this is a mock-up. So who knows how thick this thing actually is? But I'm thinking like if you have this and maybe it attaches or the controllers like attached to each other in some way. This way, it's like one big controller. It might actually be about the thickness of like a Super Nintendo. I mean that would or a Super Nintendo controller. I mean that would seem like a reasonable thickness for the or for the tablet and everything. Whereas like the Wii U gamepad is. Like I feel the gamepad controller just isn't a good controller. It's a big, heavy, clunky thing, and its battery is uh, again very quickly you know sapped down. So I mean, if the gamepad for the uh, you know the Wii U is sort of any indication for it, it, it does leave me to worry a little bit about the NX's uh, portability life. I guess it's yeah. I don't know. It, it's I, I want to say Nintendo will have this figured out, but then there's also the idea of okay, well. If it's also going to have, like, different versions of, like, these games, is there gonna, do, are you going to have to have a data plan of some sort? It, it, there's so many, like, lingering questions about this thing that I think that this little Eurogamer thing has led to. Like, even, you know, even more questions as to far as, like, well, what the hell is going to happen with this thing, so...
1: I'm going to be optimistic, because I want to play Zelda, and I want Zelda to be good, and I want this console to be worth the money that it's going to take to play Zelda.
0: But it's, uh... Oh, yeah, you don't own a Wii U, do you?
1: I don't I don't know yeah. you. I yeah. I have played I played through all of 3D World Mario's 3D World at a friend's house. We played through it together. Yeah. Uh and I didn't think the controller was too bad. I I enjoyed playing that. It's, Mario's always going to be good on whatever console they put it on whatever Nintendo console it is cuz they they don't let Mario be bad. <laughs> uh They let Mario be mediocre, but you know, never bad yeah, at least. Not, nothing they they let yeah but never like a bad game just an okay game at the at worst yeah
0: yeah yeah I think uh, I think like lost levels can be considered a uh, not a bad game but an okay game at best and um what was it yeah you know I'm not really a big fan of those uh the new Super Mario Brothers games honestly
1: they're they're all right uh, two is uh was is okay it's, it's like the worst one but it no out of the two but it's good it's yeah. all right um yeah, I, was- I don't really like some- don't really like Sunshine that much. It's all right, but
0: yeah. uh, uh, you know that's one of those. Six, oh, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say just between sixty-four and Galaxy, it kind of sticks out.
0: Uh, yeah, see, and Sunshine's kind of one of those. Like, I'm surprised we ever we never actually got like an HD remake or remaster, whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. we did with, uh, like with uh, Wind Waker, and uh, but I mean, like Nintendo just seemed to. Kind of dropped the ball on the HD things. Like, really, the only thing they did was the two Zeldas, like the two GameCube Zelda games, basically. I mean, which were good, which were really good Zeldas. I I love Wind Waker. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Twilight Princess is like probably my third or fourth favorite Zelda. So,
1: Wind Waker probably my second, and then after a Link to the Past. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, we agree on the uh, on the best Zelda anyway. So, clearly a Link to the Past. So, yeah, obviously. Although every single. Well, not every single but just about every Zelda after that has just been a expanded version of a link to the past but I, yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: the new one does look like it's trying some things though so that's, that's exciting
0: yeah yeah it, it does seem to actually be a little bit more in tune with like what the original legend of Zelda was which was a little bit more open world I suppose or yeah. a, a, a not a clear direction of what you're supposed to be doing so yeah I do like that it's going back to this like these Roots that Zelda was in only one iteration. Like, I, and sort of that's one thing that bothers me With like how people say, like, oh, this isn't Zelda. Zelda's supposed to be, like, a big exploration game. It did that for one game. I mean, no other game has really ever done that since as far as a Zelda game goes. I mean, I mean, that's like saying, like, well, Zelda 2 is a, is a side-scrolling action RPG, basically, when, you know, Zelda 2 is the only one that did that, so. So, yeah, I mean, like, this NX thing does seem interesting. It just, I do wonder, like, what the hell, like, how they're go to and handle this thing. It's, uh, I mean, I guess time's going to tell a little more and we'll see what happens, but like, it just seems like such a weird little concept for them to do. But I mean, I guess Nintendo's always sort of had this weird little concept thing in their heads. Like the Wii, I mean, I guess in like 2004, if you had told me that their next console wasn't going to be much more powerful than a GameCube and it was going to have like motion control and you know, have all these, like, weird casual games on it, I would have called you nuts, but, I mean, here we are, and, you know, the Wii's, like, one of the best-selling consoles of all time. I mean, game attach rates yeah. not, not nearly as high, but, you know. Yeah,
1: and the uh, the best-selling game of all time, I think it's Wii Sports, or would be Wii Sports,
0: right? Yeah. Wii, Wii Sports or, or maybe it was uh, that Wii Play, I think. Because that we play yeah. came with a with a remote when the remotes were extremely scarce and the only way you could yeah. get a remote most of the time was through that. Like eh, I don't know. I mean, Nintendo always has kind of done this weird thing. Like if you had told like, again, if you had told me that the next DS was going to be you know basically the same thing but with a 3D slider, it would have been like, no, surely Nintendo wouldn't do something that silly and trite. <laughs> and yet here we are, and the 3DS is definitely more successful than the Wii U. Like, I would have thought the Wii U would have been a bigger success than it was. It's like, oh, great, an HD system that, you know, can play Nintendo games and can actually play Wii games. I mean, surely this thing's going to do well. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've... Nintendo's always sort of did that, not really zigged when everyone else was zagging. They sort of, like you know, did, did a spin move and then climbed over a 35-foot wall for whatever reason that they didn't need to go, you know, they could have gone left or right, but instead they chose to go over a 35-foot wall to make things difficult on themselves. The Wii U has been a, we can just say failure. I mean, you know, people that will defend, oh, you know. it's been an abject failure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, people who talk shit about how bad the Xbox One is doing and the Xbox One has been on the market a year and a half less and has sold more than the Wii U. So it's like, okay, maybe we... Stop talking shit about Microsoft so much. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you got a console that's, you know, when you get right down to it, is the exact same thing as the PlayStation Four and has outsold the Xbox or has outsold the Wii U, like you know, hands down already. It's like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe the Xbox One isn't the object failure of this generation. It is just the Wii U. So, okay, anyway. the Wii, the Wii will be forgotten. So, yeah, I, I don't know about forgotten. I mean, the GameCube is still kind of fondly remembered, but. If I don't know, I maybe 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 with time it will come back and like you're like, Oh yeah, I remember the Wii U, that was a weird thing that they did, but I, I liked what the the few things that were on there, and then you kinda of think of it and maybe it won't be like the uh the Nintendo sixty four where you kinda of sit there and like, Oh, you had to force yourself to enjoy this, like you had to kid yourself that the Nintendo sixty four had a bunch of good games on it when you go back to it and you're like, There's like three or four things on here worth playing, cool. So I think the, arguably, the Wii U's got a better library already than the 64 did, and worse third party support than the 64 did, which is almost in- unbelievable when you get right down to it. So, anyway, I, I, yeah, I think I don't really got much else to say about the NX. I mean, I, I, I'm hopeful that it's going to be cool, but I'm always hopeful with the new system being cool because it's the more stuff that's. Out there for me to buy, the more games I can buy, and the more stuff I will never get to play. But at least I can look at it on my shelf and be like, "Hey, look at this cool thing I own." So
1: Probably be positive. I mean, I want to. want a, Zelda, a thing to play
0: Zelda and Mario on, and I want it to have. A, and not, but not just for that.
1: I want it to be like worth the money.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what the Wii U is. It's like, oh, if you want to play Mario and Zelda, and then I think I brought it up before, but this is the only. Nintendo console that hasn't had its own exclusive Zelda game outside of the Virtual Boy, but you know, whatever. Um, you know, this is the only one that's never had its own exclusive Zelda game, so it's like eh, this is kind of weird. Weird, weird ground yeah. we're covering here. So, I mean, the the I mean, the Wii only had one too, I guess, but you know, and it was not a great one. It, in my opinion, probably out of the Nintendo made ones, the worst out of all of them. But uh, QuakeCon was this week, so and there was some stuff they showed
1: there. Uh, they showed the new, they showed the new Quake obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't. And it definitely looks like Quake, which is probably the best compliment you can give it for a new Quake. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, uh yeah. I I'm upset that I don't have a PC, I don't have a PC that I can play that on, or that I can. Play. It would make me consider getting a PC just to play Quake if oh, it's wow. that if it's as good as it is after. After how awesome the new Doom was, and if you haven't played Doom yet, anyone listening to this, play Doom. It's really good. I agree. Play uh, it. Uh, but yeah, it looked it looked good. They they look. I guess they've added uh, hero powers to it in some way, which is kind of like the the hot thing to do in multiplayer games now. But uh, yeah, everybody trying uh, to be
0: Overwatch, basically.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh it's got rocket jumps. It's got mid-air, railgun shots, it's Quake. And they also showed Prey, uh, some gameplay, some actual gameplay from it. Uh, That game looks interesting. It's coming out out next year. And I'm looking forward to that. I like uh, It's got uh, psychological horror, looks like, going on. And some interesting alien design. If if they're aliens, I'm guessing they're aliens. Could be demons. Um, I was going to say, that's probably Like I was gonna say, that's probably a safe yeah. bet. Yeah. It's Aliens or Demons. It's one of those two.
0: No, <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> it's always one of those two. So
1: Yeah. I think they showed some more Dishonored 2 stuff. I didn't look at that because I'm not super interested in that game. But if you're interested in that, they I think a new trailer is out now, so you can watch that. Uh, and I think that's all the big Quake news all the quake con stuff
0: Yeah, I I've read what? a couple articles about the Prey thing and like it actually kind of has my interest a little bit more now. It's it's definitely seeming a little bit more at my alley than I was. Well, I mean, you know, even even the initial kind of reveal it looked pretty cool, so I'm just like, yeah, I think I might actually play this version of Prey and enjoy it. So it's one of those I think I'm definitely going to pick up but but definitely not at launch. I will wait for it to go on sale, which in this day and age means about 2 weeks after it comes out. So <laughs> yeah, Doom was like 30 or 40 bucks recently, I think.
1: And it, that, it, that was a good deal for yep. that game. Yeah. Oh, I they think... also released some multiplayer content for Doom this week. I didn't Ooh, check it. it out. For those of you playing Doom multiplayer, there is, there's, or, or, there's, 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 there's more content. Doom multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, for those of you who are playing Doom multiplayer, you probably already know because you are a very small group of people, so... Yeah. I can't... And... Yeah. That... 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 that does. I don't know my personal opinion. It just seemed like a one. I, I was fine with it being a single player experience. So,
1: oh, it's it's worth the money just a single player. The, the campaign's decently got a decent decent length to it, and it's it's pitch perfect for a shooter. It's uh, um, and one other thing in news. Oh, just a small thing for PS4 owners. Uh, Inside is coming out on the twenty third of this month. And That's right. That- and I haven't. Pl- I've have been looking forward to playing that. I did not think I get to so soon. I don't uh, think anyone
0: did, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I've heard many good things. I loved Limbo when it came out back in the day. That's actually my sister's favorite game of all time. I think is Limbo. She she uh, got every achievement in that game. So, uh, I'm looking forward to playing inside
0: in a few weeks. Yeah, I was um, I was very surprised when I saw the release date on that. I mean, most of the time it's a few months that Xbox will get you know like an exclusive or something. I've, I I want to know who the hell is like making these deals at Microsoft where it's like, hey, we get this exclusive for for a month, right? Okay, cool. It's like, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, I think
1: it's two months actually. I think it came out at the end of last month.
0: Maybe it did. Or yeah. the end of, end of June. I
1: mean, uh, so yeah, it' not much of an exclusive. <laughs>
0: no, no, it, it, yeah, it. I was rather surprised at how quickly because I, I was like kind of contemplating buying it, but I was like, oh, it'll go on sale eventually, and I'll wait till then, and then, or at this rate, it will probably be games with gold the same. Same time it comes out uh, on the PS4, so I'll probably just hold off on buying it till it's free. Basically,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because it seems like it seems like every time I buy something, then it's like next month it's games, or it's games with gold or PlayStation Plus games. It's like I'm just gonna maybe slow down on my yeah my spending habits there. With those especially as I'm running out of time. So um, anyway, anything else you wanted to cover in the news? Uh, I think that's I think that's it.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's all the interesting stuff in this past week. I can think
0: they yeah. go. Great. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what we've been playing. Um. So, we're going to talk about what we've been playing and John, why don't you start us off with uh your I guess uh every we couldn't be weekly because we're not weekly, but our our podcastly uh, uh Overwatch update.
1: Our my obligatory my obligatory Overwatch update. Yes, there you go. Uh, I play a lot of Overwatch. So, uh this this week in Overwatch, we had the <laughs> Summer Games patch. Uh, uh just which is uh Blizzard's first uh uh like event they've uh things they think they've done mm-hmm. which uh, they said they're gonna do many more after this i probably more holiday themed uh but it just, it just happened to coincide with the olympics so and this patch added a few new skins and highlight intros and a week the weekly brawl which is like the the uh special competitive mode which is it gets it got its own rules and everything this is a they kind of made uh, Rocket League and put that in Overwatch, pretty much. That's so, that's
0: exactly how I've heard it described. So, have you been yeah. playing this mode much? What is it, Lu- Lucio Ball?
1: I I dabbled. It, it didn't really do it for me. It's, well, I just wanted to play regular Overwatch. After after a little bit in that, I was. It's fine. It works. It's uh, you play as Lucio, which is the, the music, the DJ character and it, it turns off it turns off your uh your um gun except for the like the sound burst you can do to to launch the ball and they changed his ult to i think it attracts the ball towards you mm-hmm. i think is what it does but yeah it's just 3 on 3 and it's soccer with the it's pretty much soccer uh they it's all it's all in portuguese actually because it's in Brazil, so oh, that's, a, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. It was a nice touch, I thought.
0: <laughs> you know. Uh, so is uh. So like all do all the characters suddenly speak Portuguese, or is it just like the announcer and stuff?
1: Uh, I think I, I. don't remember if there's there's not an announcer. It's oh, okay. Uh, it's just like the the, like the goal says the, the goal says some stuff on it, and the name of the. Uh, uh, the name of the uh, stage is in Portuguese. Uh, and anything else it's called it's called lucio ball mm. which i realized a few a few days ago was a pun i think uh for lucio ball from golden girls oh my but, god <laughs> uh, uh it might have it might be a stretch but i'm pretty sure it's just a pun knowing blizzard uh yeah so that's 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 that special mode the uh the skins are there's not not every character got a skin not everyone got highlight intros it was uh like uh lucio got one of course he's the brazilian character so he was gonna get stuff for the olympics uh because it's it's in rio um tracer got some new skin uh
0: real quick here uh by the way i i I don't think any of our audience is gonna care about this but this is gonna drive me nuts uh lucio ball is actually i love lucy
1: i love oh i'm sorry not not golden Girls. (laughs) yeah i uh yeah i I know that too it's uh (laughs) I apologize to anyone that was offended by me incorrectly saying what Lucille Ball was in. Let me
0: uh, let me add some let me add some Lucille Ball trivia. They actually fixed the uh, horrifying statue of her now, so this way we yeah. we've we, we've made up our ground there. So uh, please continue with Overwatch. Let's get off this weird okay. weird tangent. Uh, yeah, um,
1: mccree has got a great American flag uh, outfit. He's the cowboy character. It's pretty uh, it's pretty American. If so, that's what you're into. Uh I think the only complaint I have about it is that all these skins are they're time exclusives with the uh, with the event. Mm-hmm. Uh but one of the things in the game is all the skin all the things you unlock in the game could be purchased with the uh the in-game credits you earn over time through right. the through the loot crates. These cannot be so once this thing is over they are and he, if you whatever you didn't get you cannot get at any point after this. So they are li- they are the they are, oh, and if you want a specific one, you can't just you can't just purchase it. You have to get lucky with a loot crate. So I feel like it kind of inches more towards getting you to buy loot crates, which is uh, uh, skeezy for a game for a game that's not free to play. It's kind of uh, if it was a free to play game, that'd be fine. But this game is uh, forty bucks is the cheapest one you can get, and that's on that's only for PC.
0: Uh, yeah, 60 yeah i was going to say it's yeah. still it's still selling at full price mostly everywhere cuz it's still selling. So yeah, I mean, actually, it's not like where it's Battleborn where you can get that for like $20 now. So uh
1: no the, the there's a there's the uh uh the $40 version of Overwatch is actually the the base version of it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have any of the uh extra skins that you can get. But they only sell the Origins edition on consoles, which is the $60 version. Oh, okay. They didn't have So yeah. That's the uh but other than that, I mean, the skins are—they all look great. Blizzard has good artists, it turns out, at uh, <laughs> over there. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just another another carrot on the stick for Overwatch, just to get you to play more. It's and it's still it's still Overwatch. It's still great. Uh, probably my game of the year so far, for sure. We'll see. We'll see what the rest of the year brings. But yeah, I don't I'm- really see anything anything topping it up at this point
0: yeah i was gonna say it's gonna take a hell of a thing if you've talked about this on every single podcast that it, you've been on since overwatch came out so yeah
1: I, I checked i checked uh today i think i have 53 hours in it
0: now okay well that's so. that, that's actually kind of reasonable i was expecting you to have more than yeah. that
1: uh, i mean i don't i i'm really busy during the week i don't get a lot of time to play it i yeah. play like an I play, if i do play during the week i play for like an hour a night get a lot le- it takes about an hour
0: for me to level up now so, that's what I do. Yeah. Get one loot crate all the night. It's not too so. bad. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, even, but even then I was like thinking, like, God, as much as you play, it sounds like you've been playing more than 53 hours, but that's, that's still a pretty substantial amount of time for a, or for like a shooter that just came out a few months ago. So,
1: yeah, I have, a, I got my 200th win a few days ago. I think I've played about in the 400s of games, I think is what my, that
0: okay I don't know that's, that's yeah. quite a bit that's that's quite a fair yeah. amount of stuff I mean yeah there are people clearly who have played a lot more but I would say 200 oh, yeah uh, I would say the, 400 some matches to, is good
1: <laughs> yeah you level up to a hundred in that game and then after that you prestige I guess is I don't know what it's called but it the it equivalent just, of yeah it, it, it starts it starts you over at one and you get a star under your player portrait I saw my first two star person today actually Wow. Wow! So yeah, that's something. Yeah, and I think I think it's never ending the level up system. I don't think there is a. I would just keep going.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that they probably just keep doing it. I mean, I can't imagine anyone hitting anything like resembling a ton of stars anytime soon. If you've if you've only seen one two star person, but as time goes on, I'm sure I'm sure they'll do it. And and now with adding like this like Lucio Ball thing, like I kind of see a long term goal for this of like keeping people interested in it like even if it's just temporary stuff which I still think is weird that they're this thing is like it's going to be gone in however long it's going to be like they're, they're putting this time into this thing that doesn't cost any money ex- or any extra money to play and then they just take it off and it's gone for good
1: yeah it's uh, um, it, it, pro- it might be why they're uh, not making, making them only uh, you either have to pay for the crates to get them or just get lucky Yeah,
0: maybe that's it. I mean, it it does seem. I mean, Blizzard does kind of. I I think they've probably made their money back on this thing already. I mean, just the. I mean, the penetration of this thing is substantial. Like, I, uh, I think Anthony and I are the only two people that I know that aren't playing Overwatch in one like way, shape, or form. So,
1: try it. It's really good. Uh,
0: I've got I've got enough games that I that I'm never gonna get to play. (laughs) So yeah, it's that's kind of one of those that was like. eh. Maybe if it's like twenty bucks, maybe I'll pick it up. But I, by then, I'm gonna be like so overpowered by anything, and just like it's not even worth it for me. I, I've never really been a big competitive shooter guy. Even like I played, I, I got really into Team Fortress Two for a while, but on the 360. And then, um, you know, Anthony and I played Bad Company Two for a few months, and then that's kind that's of been the last thing I got cool. competitively. So
1: the only one I
0: really like
1: is Bad Company Two. I think They're the ones I've played. Uh, and this is just better Team Fortress Two, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just I don't have the free time that I used to when because I was just working yeah. then. I didn't have any kids, so it was yeah. I don't quite have that amount of time. Uh. So anyway, um, one. I've 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 got two games I'm going to talk about, but I'm just going to talk about one here, and then we'll get onto your uh, your second game. But I started playing Vandal Hearts for the PS One, which um for those of you unfamiliar with which is probably a good chunk of people. It is a strategy RPG series that Konami put out and it's surprisingly graphic. It actually is rated M, which is kind of odd. Okay. So you have like these like you know like <laughs> sprite-based uh you know characters who when you kill them they like go up in a like a geyser of blood basically. And I'm not exaggerating when I say geyser. I mean, if you look at it proportionately, it goes up, to, like, say each character is like six feet tall, it goes up to about 18 feet in the air and 18 feet off into the side. It's it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> um, overall, it's a pretty, I, I would say it's a pretty simple strategy RPG. There's not a whole lot of depth to it. The story's fairly Dark. I mean, in the early, I'm not really spoiling anything because it's a, like a you know 20 year old game at this point. But, um, like the first real story beat, you kind of go into it, and it's basically this. Mm, I guess the army that there's two sections of like people that are policing the city that you live in. It's the army and the police, and you're in the police. And this army basically comes and just like kills these rioters like wholesale. Like you just go in and slaughter them. And even though they're like you know surrendering and so you you freak out about it and don't like it and you end up going on this quest about it basically it's it's a little it's it's a little hokey i suppose but you know it's it's an rpg from the mid-90s so i mean what do you expect yeah yeah, it's what that's what you get um Some of the things I found with it that are a little irritating that I just realized I can turn off like about an hour into playing it um, is like there's this wonky camera thing. It's it's called the dynamic camera, and so it will like spin the camera around trying to be like I guess cinematic when you're attacking and and the enemies are attacking you. It's it's really obnoxious, and I can see people with like motion sickness actually getting bothered by this because even I was kind of like oh this is kind of bugging my head a little bit here so and yeah so i was kind of glad i could turn that off um dialogue actually isn't too bad considering the era it's coming from i mean you know this is the same era of konami that you know produced symphony of the night and we all know how oh, wonderful best, best class
1: dialogue. <laughs> oh
0: yeah we all know how wonderful that dialogue is in there so uh, you know yeah so I, I i'm surprised at how like well together this uh story actually is oh yeah and you know in 2's uh yeah this localization was a disaster too and to the point where there's some people that it's just like these care like you go and talk to them and like characters just pop up it's not even letters it's just these oddball characters you're like okay, okay what are you you talking or cursing or what is this supposed to be oh i see you just didn't actually bother doing this line of dialogue here okay so <laughs> so yeah it, it, it's a we'll say above average uh Strategy RPG. I actually do kind of want to see this one through because it's one of those like I'm kind of a big strategy RPG guy, and this is one that I've always kind of wanted to get to that I just never have. And uh, the miracles of emulation have are allowed me to play it on a on my big TV without it looking hideous. So, Let's see. It's a big problem with like a PS running PS one game on a PS three. Even if you yeah. put it on there, it still looks pretty terrible. Whereas if you play it on an emulator, you can kind of polish it up so it'll look pretty good when you're running it on a bigger screen. So that's kind of the nice way of actually doing that. But anyway, um, yeah, it's okay game, and I, I wouldn't there's say play, rush out and the, buy it. Uh, there's
1: it um, like tactics? tactics or how does? Is it um, or like tactics over or anything like that? What yeah.
0: play? It's it's basically. I would I would call it basically a uh, very similar to Final Fantasy tactics and tactics ogre maybe it plays a little bit more uh, like shining force basically your group takes a turn and then the enemy group takes a turn so it's not character speed driven basically
1: so it's it's like uh, X comish. In that, in that
0: sense. I yeah, guess, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, each, each, like, yeah, you take a turn, the enemy takes a turn, so you, you set up your whole squad, and then the enemy moves their squad, and so you kind of have to plan ahead a little bit more. You can't really think yeah. about each character's strengths too much, which is one of those things that, like, I, as soon as they did that in Tactics Ogre, I was like, oh, good, there's something we never need to go back to again. But, unfortunately, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of strategy RPGs still do that to this day, and I don't like it, but... Whatever. So, um, there's some special skills and stuff like that, but it's it, it's a pretty it's pretty standard fare as far as like strategy RPGs go. If if you have the opportunity to pick that up or play Tactics Ogre or Final Fantasy Tactics, I, and you've never played any of them, I would I would say Tactics Ogre or Final Fantasy Tactics.
1: Yeah. In order uh, of preference for me, but yeah, I've uh, I I've played a little Ogre, but uh, I really like Tactics. I think it's a great game. Uh, so yeah. I recommend those two. All
0: right, so moving on from that, uh, John, why don't you why don't you tell me about Rebel Galaxy a little bit? A game which is free on uh, PlayStation Plus right now.
1: Yeah, Rebel Galaxy. It is a game where you are a pretty much a space trucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It,
0: it, it is, it's got. Uh, are you, there are there are there uh, space port lizards? Instead of lot yes, lizards? Yes, there are. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs>
1: there are aliens there are it's uh so you, you know, the the story is your your aunt your i think your famous aunt is uh she dis- she's, she she go- she disappears in this in this far off galaxy but and she leaves you her uh, a ship called the Resputin, and you want to go find out what happened to her and then the game starts and you're <laughs> you're piloting your ship which i thought w- it's a little, uh, a little surprising. It kind of you, you kind of right into it, and you, do, you dock at a space station. You talk to this alien guy, and he tells you about uh. He he'll will tell you some information if you do a job for him, and then you're you're off in your flight, and you're traveling through space. Uh, you can. Uh, there are three types. There are three speeds. There's your set like. This traveling speed you can go, you can set between four different levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a sublight speed, which uh, when you are far far enough away from certain objects will start, and then eventually you can hit warp speed to travel uh, distances really uh, faster. Okay. And so you you go off on this mission, you go through some asteroid fields, and whenever you're in warp speed, it's, it's like certain objects. Well, become get too close to you, it throws you out of warp speed, and you have to like navigate your way around them and whatnot. Okay. Uh, and then it gets to it gets to combat, and if you've played Assassin's Creed Black Flag, it is pretty much that it is that ship combat. Uh, it's very very neat. It's not like your classic when you think of like Star like dogf space dogfights. It's very much deliberate. Like you are. Like broadside cannons, and then you have some turrets on top that you can switch to for a little more uh,
0: uh,
1: rapid fire.
0: Well, these are uh, slightly bigger ships, right? So it's kind of like a yeah. not quite capital ship, basically, but kind of like a like yeah. a middle class a ship, freighter.
1: a space freighter, I guess, would be your ship. Okay. And then there are like other battleships. There are there are smaller enemy like dog dog fighting ships that fly around you, but you are uh, always in a larger ship. Okay. And you pick up your cargo and you you bring it back to him and uh yeah and then it just kind of throws you it throws you into the rest of the game and it's pretty open-ended from there you can fly around just space trucking pretty much trying to figure out what happened to your aunt <laughs> uh the sound the soundtrack is is fun in a way it's uh it's very like what you what you what you want if you're if you're a trucker it's kind of like that kind of like southern rockish kind of thing. Oh, know.
0: okay. See, I was kind of hoping for like a little bit more like like seventy sci-fi, like kind of the first Mass Effect soundtrack was.
1: No, no, this is like very. There, this is very much trucker music. Ooh. It's just like you're, you are, uh, and after all that, and it, it kind of threw me out into the into space to do what I wanted to do, and I tried for a little bit, and it just. It didn't grab me. It didn't, I didn't. I kind of got. Yeah, you you can die. You can you can get swarmed pretty quick because mm-hmm. you're pretty underpowered early on, and if you and they can they can throw you back pretty far if you haven't been saving. But uh... yeah, it's the loop. Just it didn't grab me. Okay. I don't know. It's it's it, there's something there, and I know it. Uh... I've heard of people that liked it, and I've seen people that enjoy it and that are playing it, but it's just not—it's not for me, I don't think. It's free this month, so it's definitely worth giving a shot. Yeah, or at least adding it to
0: your library to give it a shot at some yeah. point. It was yeah, kind of one of those uh, that I, like I've always been like kind of curious about. Just like I've always kind of liked the idea of like you know the mid class like space fights or whatever, but yeah, I—I I don't know. Like it, it's something that always kept me from pulling the trigger on it and. Maybe just because, like, I never really got a good grasp of what the thing was. I mean, yeah, I, you know, we live in a day and age where you can just go watch it on Twitch or, you know, YouTube or whatever. But I just, I, I rarely do that for whatever reason. So, um, I'm kind of glad it didn't since it's free now. So, I don't, I didn't have to buy it. So, it it sounds like it's something i it it's, it's either going to be sink or swim with me. It seems like it's either going to, like, I'm going to kind of invest, a like, whole hog into this thing. Or I am just going to be, like, okay, hey, off my hard drive and goodbye forever.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, there's definitely there's like a. It seemed like a decently deep uh, upgrading system for your ship, like from weapons and shields, and then buying bigger ships to fly, to pilot to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if uh, there's definitely those hooks in there, but like the base game, I, and I am a huge fan of Black Flag. I one of them, I loved I loved sailing in that game, but it, the combat in this game, I don't. know, It just didn't feel as good as it does in Black Flag. Doesn't feel as if as uh as uh exciting as it was in Black Flag to do shit. I don't know if you ever played it, but the ship battles are pretty pretty awesome, <laughs> and uh, doing pirate stuff in that game is pretty great. Trucking stuff is not as, is not as
0: fun. Yeah, as, I was gonna uh, say I don't I, I don't there there's no uh you know truckers versus ninjas or arguments. <laughs> yeah, so.
1: yeah, like. Uh and it's it seems to be a sizable game. Like I didn't I didn't get to I didn't really explore a lot of it, but uh, there's different uh sectors and solar systems I guess you can go to. And so I didn't and I didn't leave the one I was in. Uh I would probably played for like an hour or so, maybe a little more. So I maybe mean, maybe I didn't give it enough time, but I think I know what it is and I think I'm going to uh I think uh, Yeah, I think I'm done with it
0: okay that's fair enough i i I don't blame you a lot of these kind of the you know the games with the gold and the playstation plus stuff it it you're n- almost never getting like big blockbuster hits with these things yeah uh I mean we got a uh, rocket league, and that became sort of a runaway success
1: yeah rocket League was huge.
0: Yeah, I I still have never dipped my toes in a Rocket League, but and it's yeah to my really? De- detriment. Really, no.
1: When it was, do you own it? Like I mean, because when it was free,
0: did yeah. you get it? Yep, it's on there. Yeah. It's it's in my library. <laughs> okay. So I played a while.
1: That's a great game.
0: As are a uh, hundred and something other PlayStation Four games that are in my <laughs> in my library that I just haven't gotten around to playing. So if, if, yeah, if if you knew my habit, you know, if if games were digital, like from, you know. The onset of when I started playing, I can't even imagine of like what my library would look like now. Because you know, I at some point, I you know, you, you have to be constri- you know constrained on what you own physically. But then with those digital shit, I'm just like I'll go nuts, and it's kind of horrifying to look at. I mean, my physical stuff is crazy as it is. I mean, I own like I don't know 70 Xbox 360 games physically. I mean, that's that seems that seems excessive. So yeah, that's but fun. yeah, I yeah I can't even. Yeah, I'm I'm just glad that, yeah, there's there's no actual physical space taken up on the on this digital library, because my PS4 one would have overwhelmed me already, I think, so.
1: I think yeah, I have, uh, I
0: think digitally I have, like, 200 and something things on my Xbox 360. You know, it's Xbox Live Arcade games and everything, but, you know, I'm yeah. I, not that early of an adopter, but, you know, I got it about six months after launch, so, you know, I've had it for, at this point, a decade now, so. It's not too unreasonable, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> says the says the few thousand dollars in my wallet that I'm lacking over the over all that, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this one's free though, so it's technically.
0: Yeah, give it a mm-hmm. shot. Give it a shot okay. if uh, if space trucking sounds like your thing. Um, no uh, no speed habit required. Thankfully, you could just probably pause it and just move on if you're getting tired and sleepy. You yeah. I
1: mean, you, can- you can do that while you're playing. When we're, we don't judge here.
0: uh, I I certainly don't condone that habits, thank you. But don't uh, (laughs) I I'm recommending against doing any sort of uh, any sort of uh, drugs while you're playing this game. But if if you're gonna do it, I can't stop you. So (laughs) who knows? Maybe you'll actually get a better experience, John. Maybe that's what you've been lacking playing this game. Maybe maybe speed is what I need to. Yeah, yeah, shoot up a little bit, and maybe maybe this thing will be a little bit more your thing. I don't know. Seems like a weird yeah, thing to yeah. develop a ha- like a habit like that for that could potentially kill you. But hey, I mean, it, you know, gaming is life, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, and in that in that case, it be gaming is also death. But whatever. So, uh, so Rebel Galaxy kind of a big uh, big shrug for you, effectively.
1: Yeah, it was kind. Of, I'd say it was a disappointment for sure. From uh, I w- it's I had the same thing as you did, where I was, I kind of always want, always wanted to try it. So I'd heard th- good things
0: about it. Yeah, it just, but, yeah.
1: It's, give it a shot, but it wasn't for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, that's it's sort of one of those things where I, I, like, those types of games, like, I always, like, I hate not giving things a shot, because I bought Mass Effect when it first came out, didn't play it until a few months, maybe about three months before Mass Effect 2 came out, and I literally, like, got all, I think it's, like, 1,250 or 1,100, whatever achievement points are. Like, I played through it, like, three or four times in the course of those few months, just like oh my yeah. god I love this game holy god why has this been sitting on my shelf for like three years
1: yeah the first time I played Mass Effect uh, I hadn't I didn't know about it's horrible like checkpoint system mm-hmm. or lack thereof <laughs> yeah so it, so and when it threw me back to an incredible like a way further than I wanted it to I just kind of stopped and it, a few months later I picked it back up and restarted and I'm glad I did because that's my favorite one of my favorite series of all time
0: you know, I don't even know if I got off the citadel the first time I played it. I was like, eh, I don't know if this is for me. I got no. to the the
1: ref, the refugee plant the planet with the uh, what's it the plant you have to kill on it. Yeah, I think it. I forget what it's called, uh, but it's I think it's like the first mission you go on after yeah. the city. Yeah
0: was that so, was that where you kind of get? Or isn't that where you get Liara the first time? Isn't that kind of the first mission you go on? Is that where you get Liara? I don't remember. God, it's been it's been a while. I mean, it's been since Mass Effect Two came out that I played the first Mass Effect. So, yeah,
1: it's been a it's yeah that the the first one is, hey, even the second one's pretty like not as clear as it used to be now. So it, it's been a while.
0: That played those games. Yeah. I mean, hell, at this point, even the third one, I, I'll be honest, a lot of the games kind of blend together in my head. Like, oh, what, which yeah. happened in what? I don't remember. Like, I get stuff that happened in two sometimes mixed up with three, and one mixed up with two, but yeah, never one with three anyway. I think my memory's not that bad, so. Yeah. Um, so, moving on from that, um, the game I've been playing, actually, I just started playing it this morning. It is a uh, remake of Metroid 2. Uh, Return of Samus. Uh, it basically is running. I don't want to say running on the engine, but it looks like it uses the Metroid Zero Missions uh, sprite work because hot damn, does it look an awful lot like Zero Mission? It is. <laughs> it is a very pretty game. Um, I, I God, I like this game a lot. Uh, if you're not, if you've never, I guess, if you're not too familiar with Metroid Two, I don't blame you. It's not the greatest Metroid game. It's probably the second worst Metroid after the original Metroid. Um. actually no, it's maybe the third worst because I would put that, I, well, I don't know I don't know Other M, I don't know if Other M's story puts it down that far in the list, but I mean, the gameplay's okay, but anyway um, so, yeah. Metroid 2's big problem I always had with it was, it was on the Game Boy that wasn't the issue, the issue was um these gigantic, like, chunky sprites of Samus that it took up so much screen real estate that things could ambush you very, very easily, and it it was kind of hard to play. And something like kind of going back to nowadays, it's not very easy. Where you know how like in the original Metroid, Samus is a very small sprite on a like gigantic screen. Well, imagine Samus taking up about five to six times the amount of uh, screen real estate that she does in the original Metroid, and everything else scale to that size on the screen. Yeah. So there's not a <laughs> lot of room for error in that game. Like, you sort of have to learn where everything is. And it's... I, I kind of feel like, at this point, it's almost, like, unapproachable. It it It's not very forgiving to play these days. Where... We talked about this off the air. Um, like, I feel like the original Metroid just... It, I don't want to say it doesn't need to exist. It's You can kind of see where the series' roots come from and everything, and so it's good for that. But... Metroid Zero Mission, the remake of it for the Game Boy Advance, is so much better of a game that I I cannot ever recommend playing the original Metroid when Zero Mission exists. I mean, I know it's not available anywhere as, like, a virtual console thing, but, I mean, I think the Game Boy Advance card's not that expensive, and a Game Boy Advance these days isn't that expensive, or help, you can get an original DS or DS Lite and do that, but it's... Yeah, anyway, so... This
1: Jeremy's really
0: good. He's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that's probably I would say my second favorite Metroid after Super Metroid. So, and you said that's your second favorite after Prime, probably. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so uh, I haven't been playing this much, and the thing I really like about it is there's a difficulty setting too. So, I uh, guess who's <laughs> playing on easy? Because <laughs> yeah, uh, much like uh, much like Mac over at. Uh, at RP Gamer, you can just call me Easy Street. If there's an easy mode, typically I bump right down to easy because it just, yeah, no I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. At, at this point, I'm 34 years old with two kids. That I, I, the little game time I can get in, I don't want a game like beating me to a pulp just to make any progress. I, I'm not really playing Metro or a Metroid game for its uh, you know deep combat or anything. I, I, I like the exploration. I like the, the opening up of areas as you unlock stuff. It's and. This does that so, so well. Um, there's some story that is added to it that is completely optional. You don't have to look at any of it at all to enjoy this game, but the text, it's basically like you you go into the menu of the game and the pause screen, and there is um, like mission logs essentially that get added into that will explain a little bit more what's going on. It will explain weaknesses in the Metroids if you really want to as you're fighting them. It's this game is so well is so well done. I am actually kind of surprised. Like Nintendo didn't do this. It's it's one of those things that it's just like I wish Nintendo would have done this years ago. And now that they ha- and now that this is you know out there, it's like well, great. I, I we don't even need them to do it. This is just so well done and it's free. So. Uh, it's only on PC right now, or Windows. Basically, you can't get it on Linux or Mac. But if you have a PC that can handle a uh, Game Boy Advance emulator, you can handle you can handle this. So it's a uh, called uh, Project AMR Two, which is another Metroid uh, remake. Two, I think. So, oh okay. yeah. All in all, like this is a wonderful game. I think I've killed about seven Metroids so far, and I don't remember how many there are because I never beat the f- original version of this. But this is kind of one of those things that I, I'm 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 probably going to actually see this one through in the next couple of days. I actually, I'm liking it enough that I'm planning on finishing this up in the next couple of days. It's,
1: yeah, it's, it's the full game. It's not like
0: a like a taste of what the game's going to be. It's the full. It's like the full remake, right? Yep. This is yeah. This is the this is this is the game completely done. It is uh, release 1.0 basically.
1: Yeah. Did you uh, play Axiom Verge last year?
0: Um, yes, I didn't finish it and actually it made my uh, games of the list year cuz there's these Metroidvanias just they and you know how much I love that word um but they they're just so <laughs> I don't want to say few and far between but quality ones are so few and far between. There are so many of them yeah, but yeah, a, lot like, of them, a lot of them Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me yeah, let me rephrase. that. quality ones are so few and far between that Axiom Verge was just like this like wonderful treat. I was just like, "Oh, this is this is just great that this thing exists." So
1: Yeah. It's a,
0: that's a really
1: good. That's a it's a really good game. I'm not a huge uh, Metroid game style person. I'm not gonna say it. Exploratory <laughs> platform.
0: That's even more cumbersome. I, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: I'm not a huge. Like uh, I, I, I have liked my fair share of them though, and Maxine Verge is definitely a good one. I know, I know you don't like walk a Melee, but that's also... I think that's also a good one of those.
0: It's just... Uh... Yeah. See, gameplay-wise, I didn't mind it. It was just all the stupid memes and jokes that I just did not find funny at all. That is was just like, I, I I, didn't... It made me not want to finish the game. Like, it just got so overwhelmingly stupid that I just couldn't do it. And that's uh, a... <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of Anthony's favorite games ever, so I feel kind of bad. Like, I'm not really shitting on it. I think gameplay-wise, it's a solid game. It's just... I just yeah. could not get past the, hey, look how funny and cute we are thing that I just... I had to put it down.
1: I, I'm a huge, I mean, I'm a huge wrestling fan, so I did, I did like the dumb wrestling stuff in the game. But uh, yeah, the, there is plenty of stuff in that game that it, it, I agree with that is not funny. It's very stupid. Yeah, but I mean, it plays, it plays super well, I think, and it's uh, it's worth. That's
0: also worth giving a shot. I think that
1: was a free game last year too.
0: I think it's been a free game on every platform at some point. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's on. It's it's on
0: everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Steam gave away a copy at some point too. I mean, it just, I, th- I think there's like, f- what three different versions of it now at this point. There's that super. I mean, there's the original, and then I think there's some like weird super
1: turbo. I think t- super turbo. Camp. I think it did a Capcom thing.
0: It was like yeah. yeah, yeah, that, that that was another thing. As soon as I saw that naming convention, I'm like, oh, okay, that's like Capcom could get away with it because they invented that. But it's like, okay, let's not do this. I mean. Capcom even had a little fun with, or poking them, or, you know, like, poking fun at themselves, I guess, with, uh, with Dead Red Rising Camp- 3. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what that was, but it was, like, some stupid, ridiculously oh, was, long name. It was, it like, was, u- Ultra Championship yeah. Super EX Mode. I'm like, okay, that's, I that can do it. I think it, it
1: ended in, I think it was Alpha at the end, too, like, it had, and it had the Alpha symbol. It was good. It was a super long name. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, uh,
0: so, 2 see, from what I it's a very good remake. Yeah, um, you know a lot of these fan remakes that get kind of happen. They sometimes aren't the best thing, but this one was. I I would say I was surprisingly impressed with. Like I was kind of expecting it to be okay, but this thing, like I, you could almost fool me into telling me that Nintendo remade Metroid Two. That's how good this thing is.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> so if again, it's free. If you have a PC that can handle a Game Boy Advance emulator, which is if you have a PC that can handle even, like, Windows 7 at this point, you're probably safe. So, I would... I'm like... Uh, I? I yeah. I, I, yeah, th- th- that is one of those, like, I would actually kind of like to do a game club on it, but it's... Considering that, you know, most of us here don't play PC games, I don't think it would work out very well. I actually just have it running on my laptop and running an HDMI cable to my TV, so it's it's actually kind of cool to be able to see, like, this gigantic thing of Metroid just on my TV. It's like, oh, and it holds up very well, whereas a lot of those games, like, you stretch out something that big, it doesn't look great. It looks really nice. The sprite works marvelous. There's, I've had a couple little glitches here and there where, like, I there was a, uh, like, a wall I blew up and it froze for about a second or two. And I was like, oh, man. And it it's like, ah, crap. And it caught right back up, thankfully. But it was, that's really been the only, like, issue. There was some screen tearing I had, originally, but I took it out of, um, from like the full screen or whatever into windowed and the wind or put it into windowed version, uh, that fixed that completely. So it's since then outside of that freeze for two seconds, I haven't had a single issue with playing this thing. Um, I'm using an Xbox one pad too, which I I wish dual shock four would work. Cause it would, I think using their D pad would be a little bit better, but Xbox one's got a much better D pad than, uh, than the Xbox 360 controller does anyway, so I can live with this. So, anyway, um, yeah. If you like Metroid games at all, like old school Metroid games, not like other M, or yeah, this is I, I, I highly recommend this thing. It's definitely a surprise. I didn't even know it existed, and it was a it's a surprise hit for me as far as I'm concerned. So, and frankly, you know what? That's enough about that. Again, it's free. Play it. If if you're interested and able, just there's no excuse not to play this thing. So, um, John, let's move on to your final game that you've been playing. Uh, I want to hear all about this thing because I, I haven't read any reviews on it. And it's kind of one of those ones I've been interested to play. So, uh, yeah, talk first. Tell me how the hell you pronounce this thing.
1: I believe it's Abzu. I could be completely wrong because it's like a carrot over the U. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so okay. Uh, every. I've heard every time I've heard people talk about it on a podcast or anything they've said Abzu they just said that's what they said so I'm gonna stick with that if, okay if it's wrong I'll be in the majority of people that are wrong so
0: alright I will I will, I will support you 100% on that if a lot of people are saying it incorrectly then let's just go with that for now until we're told otherwise
1: yeah
0: uh anyway
1: Abzu is a game where you are a a diver of, of a sort uh a deep sea and diver, scuba it, diver. Sort, you're like a, a thing You're not quite. You're not a human. You're something. You, but you can infinite. You can infinitely dive underwater. There's no breathing. There's no, there's no oxygen system or anything. It's just, you can dive for as long as you want. You, uh, and you can breach the water, but, uh, that's, that really doesn't play too much into the gameplay. It's just a fun thing you can do. Uh, anyway, uh, you. Uh, your controls are: you can, you can swim, you can burst, you can press square to interact with certain objects, and that's that's how you play. <laughs> that's how you play Abzu. Uh, the first thing you'll notice when you play Abzu is how gorgeous that this game is. It looks really, really good. It's uh, it's got a like a sort of a painting look to it mm-hmm. it's very bright um very very vibrant the sea creatures move have, have like their uh decently realistic like just um ai patterns so they look they, they look great in motion too you can and speaking of motion you can grab on to most most of the larger fish and and just hold on to them while they swim around all over the place, and you can can control them a little bit. Yeah, and that's just that's just a fun thing you can do. Uh, you can, and there are statues you can find, uh, and you can meditate. You can meditate on these statues, and meditation is just you can you can just sit there. And you can switch between the different fish in the in the environment around you, and just follow them around. And just sit there and just look, pretty much just look at, you're just looking at the game pretty much. And it, and how, and I know that maybe it doesn't sound exciting, but it's, the game is very relaxing. Like, it really is. It's so just it's, a really, so it's nice kind of like
0: one of those like journey type things where there's not, it's not really a stressful thing.
1: No, yeah, it's very much like a journey underwater kind of thing. Okay. Uh, that game company did not make this, I believe. It's Gi- the Giant Squid is the name of the company that made this, and I can't, I don't know if they've done anything before. This might be their first game,
0: hmm. but uh,
1: Giant
0: Squid. That um, sounds familiar, but maybe I'm yeah, imagining things.
1: I could be wrong. I don't. I can't think of anything they've done before this. Uh, the soundtrack is it's orchestral, and it is. Be- it's beautiful. It sounds great.
0: Uh, well, uh, let me let me give you a little uh, maybe nod as to why that is. Um, the same guy who did uh, the Journey soundtrack did this soundtrack yes. too. Yes, Austin Wintry. Uh, yeah, the,
1: uh, I believe the art, the art director of Journey is the creative is the creative lead on this game. If um, I remember correctly, okay. a lot of that uh, I believe quite a few of that game company people are at Giant Squid now.
0: Okay. So, and yes, this is their the, first project I'm on their I'm on their official website right now. So.
1: Yes, yeah, so the they've actually kind of described their game as Journey Underwater. So it's not it's not even a stretch to call it that. It's okay. very much that. Yeah. Um So, the, let
0: me let me ask you, okay. as far as a journey goes, how did you how did you fall on that? Did you did you enjoy Journey? I did, I, I did enjoy
1: Journey. I like if a game Journey also looks great, and I think if you play it in a single sitting, which I recommend you do with Abzu also, mm-hmm. Abzu is about two hours, Okay. short. But uh, I think if you it's that's the best way to play both those games. It has the um. I'm not gonna say it like <laughs> it like changed my life emotionally or anything, but I think Journey is a very very cool experience to have, and. Abzu is the same. The narrative, the the narrative, like journey. I think it's more abstract than Journeys was. Is, is is even. It's oh, got some. Wow, that's pretty actually, abstract. It's got some. some <laughs> two thousand one, a space odyssey in, in, inspiration. I think from what I. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, but well, uh, at least we know it's uh, two hours long and not two hours too long like a space odyssey is. But yeah.
1: Yeah uh two thousand one of
0: space odyssey is quite a movie if uh, it's a movie all right
1: yeah it's definitely a movie that uh, is a
0: that is a I universal descriptor I, for that is it, it it is a movie
1: yeah i i don't mean to say to say that as a bad thing for this game it's because because it's an interactive experience and you it's not it it doesn't have the like the headiness of two thousand one of space odyssey it's it's not as it's not really up its own ass with its with its story and yeah. like its its meanings and stuff. It's it's more just about just swimming. I feel like that's the best. The best part about this game is just swimming underwater. If you like deep, if you're a fan of like deep sea, if you watch Planet Earth and your favorite episode is like the deep sea and the ocean episodes, then you should you owe it to yourself to, pl- to, to play this game. It's it's definitely. I think it's probably the best... I can pretty safely say it's probably the best diving game ever made. <laughs> I don't think there is much competition there.
0: Um, uh, you know, there is a... I don't know if it's a long-running series, but uh, there is the... God, I think it's Endless Ocean for the Wii, and I want to say there's more than one of them.
1: I know about Endless Ocean, and this has got similarities to that, but it it looks a lot better. <laughs> it doesn't... It, it obviously is not going for realism. it it's, but it, it it looks very good and everything pops, everything moves really well. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm. I didn't think I'd want to play it again, but I kind of started playing it again last night actually, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I just kind of, kind of felt like swimming around again, and. It's. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a hard thing about it is it's it's two hours long and it's twenty dollars. I think it might be on a, a small sale right now cuz of the the summer games thing they do with the, they pick four games or whatever. Yeah. Uh I think it might it might have just been pre-order sale, but I don't remember. Anyway, it it's more like how you what you value in a game. If you if you need your games, you, if 20 bucks is uh doesn't sound too much right now for a 2-hour experience. It didn't for me. But it's kind yeah. of a it's uh, it's up to the individual, really. I don't. I. Yeah, values. Values, not as an uh, like the price is never as
0: important to me as, as the uh, as the experience. Yeah.
1: But... I, I yeah, I that's yeah. you know,
0: I was just thinking too. Like there was another series. Like I remember, like, but I mean, it's totally different. It's more about collecting like sea animals and everything, or not, not collecting them, but like so much as cataloging them, I suppose. But it was, I think, it's ever. Or not ever blue, I want to say. Yeah, ever blue for the PlayStation One. I, I for some reason that thing just popped in my head, and I remember doing that, and I never got my head around like what the hell I was supposed to be doing in that game. So yeah. So, but this is it, I don't want to say narrative, but there's some sort of like story, like there's a beginning point and an end point to it.
1: Yeah, it's got a it. It's yeah, it's definitely there's a beginning and there's an end. It's it's a linear path. Okay. It, the it's got like small. The, the areas you're in are kind of you have like small little sand not hot sandboxes, you can't really do anything in them but there's small areas to swim around in but there is a set path that's going on and there is a definitive end point and there is a credit there are credits so
0: there are credits to yeah. be rolled yes okay uh
1: i uh if you really if you do want to understand there there is some lore to be to be um deciphered uh through like paintings on the walls and stuff hmm it, if you do want to understand the story to it that uh from what i've seen playing it playing it, it get through again it's easy there there is stuff it makes more sense if you play through it again with when you when you, with uh, understanding how it ends uh it goes it does it does go some uh, interesting places at least visually maybe not narrative maybe it's not like the most the craziest narrative in the world but at least visually it does it does go to a lot of cool places okay uh, that are, yeah, it's it's it, got some sci-fi in it for sure.
0: This thing it kind of does make me like I I kind of want to see it more than actually like play it, I guess, if that makes any sense. Like I don't really care so much about the story of this, but it just seems like kind of cool. Like all, not always, but like I like the idea of being able to go out and like scuba dive or whatever and do it in like a video game form and just let me kind of explore, but you know, up until like this generation we really haven't had the horsepower to kind of do that realistically yeah. enough that i think it would be fun so this yeah. probably wouldn't scratch that itch then just because it's not i guess it's not really what i was looking for in that sense but so if i if i want a scuba diving driven uh journey game this is kind of the way to go then right
1: yeah that yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, my that's only
0: game sure. in town for that though
1: yeah definitely but i think there is some value and if you just want if you just want to see everything if you don't want to see some underwater stuff I think this game can scratch that itch for you. Okay. Maybe not quite to the level of just like cataloging everything, but it does have uh, quite a quite a variety of sea life and it has everything everything is named mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and there are there are some pretty Pretty cool moments. Nothing. It's not. I don't know if it's anything. It's gonna make like your moment of the year list or, any, or anything. But it's just like they're just cool and yeah. As, as a fan of underwater stuff and just like the the ocean in general, yeah, I quite liked this game. Cool.
0: Okay. So yeah, for me, it sounds like it's something I'll probably wait till it's maybe like ten bucks or something. It's. Yeah. It seems like. It would scratch the itch a little bit, but twenty dollars might be a little steep for it not being exactly what I would want. Um and granted, I you know, I haven't played really much of anything as far as this genre goes, but also because this genre isn't very well represented for probably yeah. obvious reasons because yeah, yeah. But this seems like a nice little mix and then for a little bit cheaper of an entry point that it, it seems like something that I would dump in or you know, kinda of jump into just to check out. So
1: Uh,
0: how did you feel about Journey and and like where do you fall? The the first time I played it, I was I really was positive on it, and then I the more I kind of like got back to it, I kind of I tried it again, and I just it didn't. It's I I, I don't know. I want to say it fell off on me a little bit. I I seemed to like it less and less the more I thought about it, which always kind of happens with games, I guess. For me, anyway, I know it happens for some people. Like the longer you kind of reflect on things, you're like, oh, that wasn't that great after all. Which is why sometimes I don't think reviews being put out. Right, as game comes out is the best thing in the world to do, but you know it's neither here nor there. Um Like, I I'd, I'd probably put Journey like a, maybe a three star out of five. I wouldn't. I know some of my friends were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And the first time I played it through, I thought it really was pretty cool that you you know you jump in with these people who you you have no way of communicating with them really. I thought it was an interesting thing to do, but. Once, like, the novelty of it kind of wore off, and then you go through it a second time, it's like there isn't as much here as I was kind of hoping, you know?
1: Yeah, it's uh, I would more towards like a four out of five. I don't mm-hmm. think it's like a perfect game, but I think for my personal experience, it was, a, and I'd go the same with Abzu, I think I'd go towards a four. Okay. Uh, m- mostly just because, uh, I, I've been, i just been thinking about it, I've been thinking about it a lot since I played it, just some of it's just like no no, no! crazy just like a few of the moments just a few of the cool things in there it's uh, yeah I rec- I, I recommend Abzu for
0: sure yeah and it's, it's always a good thing for like I guess kind of telling if you're going to enjoy a game or not or if you've enjoyed a game or not is if you find yourself thinking about it without like actively trying to think about it like after you've experienced it so I think that's probably probably a good way to gauge that it was a pretty solid little thing for you anyway yeah
1: It'll, it's in a, in a game, in a year full of great games that I've played, it, it's still, it still stuck out. So it's, yeah,
0: uh, it's good. Yeah. I mean, if it took away from Overwatch, that's, that's a pretty impressive feat, right? Yeah.
1: Two hours of my Overwatch time went to, went to that game. You and, could be uh, at 50, regret- you could be at 55 hours right now instead of 53. I could, I could, I could, could be at racking up those loot boxes. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. <laughs> See,
0: you could have gotten those, those things for that Lu- Lucio ball thing or whatever.
1: Instead, I played with some fish for a couple hours, See? And, I, and,
0: I, and it was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's, take, if it's taking you away from getting loot crates in Overwatch, and you don't feel that you would have rather gotten the loot crates, probably a good indication that the game's at least pretty solid. So, Yeah,
1: oh. yeah.
0: Now, anyway, I think that about wraps it up there. So, I mean, we did it. We, we talked about video games, and we did it kind of timely here. It's only an hour and a half instead of, like, the two and a half hour ones. This will make it much easier to edit for me. So, thank Christ. <laughs> um yeah um so anyway um you can find us online at gamesandjump.com. you can subscribe to us on itunes and other places i guess i don't know i don't really know how this whole subscription thing works i'm sure we're on any something else outside of itunes but you know you can also do our podcast feed directly soundcloud
1: SoundCloud probably
0: um i've got uploaded to soundcloud i keep forgetting because i don't have like a premium thing for soundcloud so i can only have like one or two episodes up there at a time um I haven't putting the episodes up on YouTube, but I basically took the same image that I use in the featured image on the site, and just used that as the video footage throughout. So I, I just figured it's one more way of getting it if you want it. It's there, but we don't have a whole lot of people that check it out that way. But hey, it's there if you want it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's there. Gamesandjunk.net. I hope I didn't say Gamesandjunk.com earlier. I think I may have, but whatever. That was our site at one point until thank you, GoDaddy. <laughs> uh anyway you can find me on twitter at jason Ariola. that is uh, j-a-s-o-n-a-r-r-i-o-l-a and john on twitter you are john lucero 777 and yeah, that's uh all lowercase and with an h the proper way correct yeah, with yeah. A, a proper John name, not that Jonathan bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. None of this. Uh, none of this nonsense of like, uh, it's like no, no. We have the silenation here. That's the correct way of doing this. I, I, honestly, I didn't even know that you could spell John without the H until I was probably like eighteen or something like that. Always <laughs> like, I've always seen it with an H. So you people are weird that it's spelled it with it without the, uh, was spelled without the H or something. And anyway, that will be it. Uh, hopefully, next week we'll be recording our uh, final thoughts on Tales of the Borderlands with Brittany. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, Anthony will be in on this. I will have to hammer him all week probably to finish playing more than episode one. <laughs> but yeah, I I
1: did finish it. In case anyone's curious, I finished it. Yeah, uh, I, I think a second. yeah
0: yeah. I'll uh, I I will finish this. Um, I just I just want to make sure we have Brittany on this way. It's not a you having to play up the positive aspect of it more heavily than you would care for. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to have, I'm
1: more more positive on it after finishing it, which I didn't. Yeah. I'll have to talk about it next
0: week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll leave it there. So um, anyway, so yeah, look forward to that and uh, failing that, maybe we'll start doing these little shorter podcasts. Uh, Hopefully. Yeah. I know we took uh, three weeks off instead of two I was planning, but, you know, things happen, so whatever. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will talk at you guys next time.